0: well we're talking about an event that's taking place on the 1st of May in Renmore and it's actually an interesting one in many ways it's a it's a tournament but it's raising money for charity and it's also doing one thing that right now in this time is probably more significant than anything and I'm talking about a women's game when it comes to football as we know of course Ireland are in the World Cup final and there are also tournaments uh, being held up and down the place but in Renmore, what they're doing is they're also raising money for hospice and I'm delighted to be joined here in studio and I have to be honest with you, we're recording this on a Thursday evening which is a god awful one because the snow is falling outside and things and uh, people you would think would have better things to be doing than actually making their way from Renmore into Sandy Road to do a piece in this. But it actually does show the dedication that is there with these women and men and The dedication they have to this tournament And what they're planning to do Now I'm going to let them do most of the talking But we will have a few questions thrown in between as well To get more about this And to get more people as well involved And be part of what could be very very special on May Day. And they are Louise, Dave, Sinead and Joanne All from Renmore You're all very very welcome And uh, you're mad for joining me in studio I mean I say first things first But Louise can I first of all come to you Where did the idea for a tournament like this come about?
1: Um, well, it's been stirring around in my head for uh, quite some time now. And um, our club in Renmoor are um, celebrating 50 years this year. And in a couple of the committee meetings, we were bashing around ideas about getting involved in different things. And then I was like, this is my opportunity now to get this mad idea from my brain to into into action. And um, as part of the 50th, we want to get involved in some of the... Um, community projects as well or community um, um, charities such as The Hospice Mm -hmm. which is very close to us and it's very close to a lot of people in Renmore's heart um, including my own and um, it's been part of the community for quite some time so we said it was the perfect match for us. Um, I suppose there's many different facets to how this came about. Um, About maybe three years ago I got involved with the club myself because my um, children are now playing in the um, academy on a Saturday morning and um, I myself like kicking a ball about um, but didn't really have the time or commitment to get involved with the club a team so I said and I asked the committee was it okay if I would say spun an idea that maybe a few of us would get together on a Thursday evening and so it started in the middle of Covid when we were allowed to meet up and kick ball around and we started off with a f- maybe seven or eight the first week and it grew from there and we got up to 20-some weeks and we're still doing it now um, every Thursday night.
0: And it's a social game.
1: Social game. Um, we don't get involved in any um, competitive. We kick about every week. And the, the best thing about it really, I suppose, is that we're busy. There's a lot of things going on. Our kids are involved in a lot of things. Um, some people are working away. But whenever it suits on a Thursday evening, pop down and we kick ball around and it's great. And I suppose, why did I do that? Well, selfishly, I wanted to be able to play ball. And uh, second of all, within the club, a couple of years ago, there was no women involved in the club. Dave here to my right had a lovely daughter, Lily, who wanted to play ball and asked, you know, can we get involved or can I start playing? And he goes, well, why not? Mm. Um, Her older brother was involved and he was coaching that team. And from there it started, Dave sent out a text Couple of people arrived the next Saturday for uh, training, and we ended up with a, maybe seven or eight. Dave, I'd say, and now we nearly have fifty-fifty girls and boys within the academy. Only a number of years later, and obviously with the increase in numbers in both boys and girls, we need coaches. We need people involved. I was thinking, well, one way to scoop in a few extra women in the area as well is get them down, play ball and get talking. And that's exactly what happened. Most of them, not all of them have kids in the club, but a lot of them did. And it's just a little bit of confidence in them to say, well, you can do coaching. You know, coaching kids is just about having fun and kicking a ball around. And that's what we did. And from there, we got a couple of the women involved. And again, with that, confidence needs to be built within them. We talked to a a lovely lady in um, Galway United and she's involved in education, Emer Flatley. She put on PDB1 courses and PDB2 courses for females only. She's massively involved in the development of female coaches. And we encouraged the women that were coming down on Thursday night, anyone who wanted to get involved to come along and they did. So one of them has led to the other. It's no one tiny part of the whole project. It has been little pieces coming together. Uh, we needed somebody like Dave to start it all off all I'm doing is you know taking the baton or carrying the baton or passing it over and back whichever way you want to say it and we're all now getting involved Which, and it's a lovely club to be involved in to be fair and it's it's growing lovely and really 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 lovely parts of, of the community down we'll, there
0: and we'll talk more about that in a mm-hmm. minute but you're now passing the baton on as you said figuratively Dave I mean uh, it's a it's a great story that Louise Louisa said that your own daughter said well why can't I play and I suppose that is the great... OK, I'm going to show my history lessons. Kennedy once said people do ask why, I do say why not. I mean, that's a fair point to make when you say, well, why can't girls play? Why can't you get involved?
2: Yeah, we did have... Thanks, John. We we did have um, sporadic kind of girl involvement. We'd have one or two here and there and every year. And what would happen was as if there was a couple of girls involved in an age group, as one of them left, then the other would eventually leave. And I know... My son's about a year and a half older than my daughter. And in his group, I was coaching his group as well. And I always remember um, around that time, uh, there was a girl in that group and she was spectacularly good. She had that kind of... It's one of the things you can really notice as a coach, first of all, whether someone has that kind of athletic gait to go box to box all Mm. the time. And she was really good. She was always consistently in our top three or four or five kind of performers in a game or in training. And as the other girl in the group stopped coming, she stopped coming. And there was nothing dramatic. There was no text. There was no fight. There was no issue. It just stopped. And was you know? this
0: from girls at a particular age group playing with lads, which yeah, they can yeah. do? But exactly, and, yeah. But and
2: that would have been probably under eight, I'd say, yeah. under eight, going into under nine. And and that summer, um, you know, my own daughter was, was asking whether she, she was playing with boys at the time. She was saying, would she still be able to play next year? And uh, which was a ridiculous question to ask, you know, really. But um, well, it's
0: one to asked well, It's one to a lot.
2: So um, with that in mind, I suppose I thought, well, look, let's let's at least start it. So I I, I steeled myself for having some kind of uh, row uh, ahead of me uh, with the club, but actually it was open doors every every single step of the way. Everybody wanted to do it. Mm. It just needed somebody foolish enough to, you know, to start it. So I said to my daughter, uh, if you bring me seven. Plus yourself, we'll have four aside. That's something. Even even six plus yourself and me, I go in goals. You know, mm. so uh, we started with you know probably only seven or eight, and then that built, and then that was October 2019, and then we were literally getting four or five new people every every week, uh, and then COVID hit. Uh, you know, just about four or five months into that, and it was one of the few positives of COVID. Um, it was very positive for a lot of uh, sports, outdoor sports in particular. Um, because it stayed open. Um, now, we were getting, you know, six, seven, eight people every couple of weeks joining. Um, and then when we were into pods, if you remember back then, oh pods God, yeah. of, you know, 13 players and two coaches. Um, so it became a very very much a practical headache <laughs> at that stage. Um, but it was hugely rewarding. I mean, it was, it was fabulous fun. And just to see a sea of, you know, girls having great crack playing football, um, and then when Louise started from the other end trying to bring people in, um, you know, sneakily uh, bring people in as coaches <laughs> without them knowing <laughs> that they were earmarked for that task, um, you know, that, that that dovetailed very nicely.
0: Yeah, and that brings me to you, Sinead, because, and to you, Joanne, as well, that were ye part of those motley crew brought in by, by by Louise and was it because he had kids involved in the club or was it just an interest in your own point of view and I'll start with you Sinead
3: Yeah, um, so I'm a mum of four and my eldest plays on Dave's team and like that starting off she was playing with the boys and then the girls team formulated and it's just grown and thrived like they're an amazing bunch of girls and they've such camaraderie and they work so well together that you know We strive now to keep them as a team and keep them playing until through their teenage years and keep that team going because we can see that. Is that a challenge? It will be a challenge, yeah, because we can see it in so many female sports that once girls hit a certain age, they just dwindle off and... Soccer seems to be one of those, but now with the drive with the World Cup, it's amazing that we have that power. We're like, you could be here. This could be one of you. You could get signed to Galway United. We try and bring them to Galway United matches just to say, this could be you in five years' time. It could be 10 years' time. This is where you could start. And then the Irish team, obviously, is a massive um, influence to them as well. Um, so like that so I was coming down anyway with all the others and Louise was like oh sure we need more help and we need more help and I'm like well if I'm here anyway I might as well Mm. so I'm I'm a primary teacher by trade so I was like oh I do this anyway it's just once the kids are having fun that's all you want so the numbers just kept going so at the moment I work with my other daughter and she's in the under seven group so and it's mixed teams so it's boys and girls training together and just keeping the fun and the commitment there and Redmore is amazing, like because that's what we're involved. It's just fun. Keep kids occupied, keep them active and just um, ensure they're safe. And I think it's doing amazing. The club has just come on leaps and bounds in the last few years. So uh,
0: And Joanne, that I mean that's there is, And actually, there's something that a point has been made. You know, Rinmore have always been progressive when it comes to the lads game. I mean, we've seen it over the many, many, many years they've yeah. been involved. They've been at high levels. They've been involved in the latter stages of FAI Junior Cups. Uh, you know, all from the lads perspective. But yeah. now, they're, now with the girls game and the women's game growing the way it is it's a sign of how the club is progressing again. It's like it, it's like the circle because it's going full circle again. Now we have another team to follow. Now we have another group of, of players, lads or girls, doesn't matter, that are now representing and wearing the colours of the club and, and you know, being a great example to the people of Renmore and, and further beyond.
4: Oh, certainly. I mean, that is one thing I'm so proud of Renmore and what we've done. It, it's pride in our community. And I love nothing more every morning going to school and at, at, at the club on Saturday on the, our academy days to see our kids in their Renmore gear, to be happy that they're part of a community and they dress the same and they wear it proudly and they come to matches and they come to blitzes and training. So happy to be part of that community and wearing their, their colours proudly. But yeah, as Sinead was saying, the girls game is just so important and it's so great that uh, the Renmore um, AFC um is there to develop the ladies game as well and even with the social the social ladies soccer we're we're training we're we're there together we're playing and we're enjoying it and then we can bring that to the academy on Saturday and train with with our girls and with our boys and show the skills that we've learned. And it's all about fun at the end of the day. We want our kids to be there and to enjoy it. And when we're there having fun and enjoying it too, they see that, they, they see that. And are you time. another
0: one of those who were kind of brought in as well? Oh, totally, one, of, yeah. one of your own kids <laughs> or how does that work for you? Yeah, so
4: I have a boy and a girl and like that, they just love to kick a ball around. And uh, three years ago, I suppose uh, I started helping out and like that, it was COVID times and we just needed people helping with um, getting kids to the club, getting get, getting their names assigned and into the right groups, So that's where I started helping out. Um, and now I support with the under sevens on a Saturday morning, uh, assistant coach, and also with the under nine girls mm. as well. Um, but everybody can get involved in the club. You don't have to necessarily be coaching. I mean, on the under sevens, uh, we actually have a great team of coaches there. And mainly that... At that session, I'm setting up cones, I'm setting up pitches, I'm tying shoelaces. Everybody has a has a role to play. And as long as you're out there uh, willing to, to lend a hand, there's a role for everybody in the club.
0: And I can I go to the point that at that particular age group, there's one word I've noticed, it's a common word amongst the four of you, and that's the word fun. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, that we can look at the competitive aspect of the game, down the line. it's There's yeah. plenty of time for that. Yeah. It's just to have fun and enjoy yourselves. I mean, is that really why it's drawing you in so much... And then can I also add the line that because of that, it's the reason why the social soccer has actually worked as well. Because <laughs> you're basically just having the crack. It's you're not exactly. trying to win the cup. You're not trying no, to. No, no. You're not trying to. You know, move mountains in that regard. You just want to get out and have a game and just and enjoy it and enjoy yourselves.
4: Yeah. Socialize. Yeah. Yeah. And even uh, even my own kids now. They learn little tricks at the the sessions and they come back and they show me and they're like, look, 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 what we did, what we did. And I'm like, well teach me show me and I start doing it then as well and they see that I'm interested in it mm-hmm. because I want to learn from my session and you know I'll come back from my training and tell them like oh, I scored a brilliant goal yeah. and they'll be like well how what did you do and we'll talk about it it's all about encouraging that they see I'm having fun and they have fun and we share that and it's just a lovely part of being a family and enjoying a sport together.
0: And speaking of fun, that brings us to what's happening on May the 1st because for this tournament, Louise, I'm going to come back to you again. Um, give us a little bit of an insight into what we can expect on the day.
1: Um, so the plan is is that we'll have women over 30 um, that are not involved with the club. So in other words, they're non-registered players. Mm-hmm. They're like ourselves, just out for a bit of fun. Um, knowing the rules, not an issue. Have never been played before, not an issue. Um, knowing what the offside rule definitely not an issue <laughs> it's not part and parcel of what, we were, what we're doing here despite,
0: that... despite what some might tell you as law lads I know who don't know it either but anyway
1: <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest really it's about encouraging women to get out number one number two having fun on the day letting our girls and boys, whether their aunt is out, whether their mamas is out, whether their big sister or their, whoever it is, is out or their neighbours out playing. We're trying to get the people of Renmore to come out and have a look at what's going on and encourage the kids. And sometimes we need superstars on a national level and on a world level. But sometimes we need a superstar that's next door neighbour or that we see every day walk into school, that we say hello to. And that's as simple as it is. And that's enough to get people hooked into a sport. And I suppose we've talked about here getting the academy numbers up and it's been growing and growing and growing. And that's been a major part of the fun process. And it's been amazing to watch it grow and grow from, from the couple that we've had to the big numbers that we have. And even through COVID, we've, we've managed to keep it growing. And now our next big task is to keep them playing. And I'd love to be able to say in 10 years time or in 15 years time that the group of under sevens that we have now, that the majority are still playing the sport. And that's what our big task is. And one of the things that kids need to see is to see us, the neighbours, their friends, their aunts, their moms, out playing ball and their dads and uncles and all that as well. But that's a major part of it. And that's one of the things. We didn't want to get, uh, we'll say, players involved that are already involved with the club because this is about just rocking up and having a go and having a bit of fun. That's mostly what it's
0: involved. So this is open to the people of Renmore. Even Most specifically those who haven't played or maybe you know maybe not kind of played the game at a at any level really any level
1: that's all we want and it's not just for menmore it's any woman out there there's lots of we're trying to this is not just about our club either it wouldn't it be great the more Women, the more girls that are playing, the more competitions that they can be involved in, Mm. the more matches that we can organise, the more blitzes, the more women involved, the more girls involved, the more it will develop down the road. And that's what we're looking for. So anybody who wants to kick a ball around, whether you've never... like One of the most rewarding things for me has been there's a particular woman who started in the social soccer group, we'll say that September. And she goes, Louise, I've never kicked a ball in my life, but I'd love to be able to kick a ball with my two sons out the backyard. And she rarely misses the Thursday. The woman is in her 50s. And I cannot say how much she has improved over the 18 months that we've played ball. But more importantly, she's having fun. She's getting stuck in. She hates missing the Thursday night. And that, for me, is a reward in itself. And, does that and a that's of what we want to see.
0: Yeah. Sorry, there's an element of fitness to it as well, Yeah, isn't there?
1: there is. And that's the funny <laughs> part, <appearance> because the girls <laughs> are laughing now, because when we started off, it was a bit of fun. But then obviously, within a lot of things, a little bit of competitiveness comes in and there was a couple of women getting winded or out of breath really quickly. So... Unfortunately, or fortunately, (laughs) depends on how you look at it. One of the women turns around and goes, Louise, how do you build up your fitness? Like, I'm barely, I'm I'm gasping for breath here. So, of course, I went home and thought about it and decided that we'd start a running group, which we did on a Monday night. And uh, that's taken off as well, which is great. And... Some weeks we have over twenty women on a Monday night for an hour running around, um, and it's it's fabulous. And it's mm-hmm. added to that, and that's added to the physicality and the 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 um, the, the level le- of soccer that I, goes on on a Thursday night. So it's great. I'd
0: say the walkway around the pitch is well well used.
1: Well used, yeah. And I mean, there's loads of grass in Renmore. Like, I mean, that's what we're using up. Um, so one has led to the other. That's what this that's what this tournament is about. It's about fun. We don't want, you know, to young ones no offence but to be running around rings rings around us really it's about us older women to be able to get involved we don't we're not involved in a club we want to have a bit of fun and it, it's like there's some of the the moms in the school that have daughters in the club now are mad for Roat they, they've they even showed up Thursday evening wanting to know how to kick a ball around, you know, what are the rules, which is absolutely brilliant. And that's what this is about. It's about getting those women involved. And um, then you need to be careful because you could become a coach in the next uh, <laughs> six to nine months, which would D- be fantastic. as well. D- Dave's hand
0: could end up on the shoulder going, <laughs> how are you? You're busy for about eight months between September
2: and June. And I think, John, uh, you know, you've probably seen this statistic. There was a, a study done um that girls, when they reach uh, 14 to 15, their the percentage of girls in that age group who meet the weekly physical exercise uh, standards drops, plummets to mm. only 7 percent. And as one of the moms of one of my kids put it, essentially at that age, they give up sport and they take up dieting. And that is so horrific on so many levels. Mm. And there's loads of studies done. I'm no psychologist and I'm, you know, I'm no sports psychologist or, you know, I have a boy and I have a girl and they're different. I know that much. But there's a lot of studies done on, on, you know, why that happens. Um, And there's some excellent work done by uh, Sports Council, uh, Sports Ireland and, in fact, the Camogie Association did a a good project with them. And, you know, one of the things uh, which a project, which an event like this really assists with is that they say that girls at that age um, you know, they really prefer the social connection element of uh, of sport. Um, whereas boys can be different. I mean, you know, I'm sure I wouldn't be the only fella who, you know, when they were organising their table plan at their wedding, I tried to explain to their wife who these people in the corner were. What they, we, I didn't know their surnames. I didn't know their partner's names. You know, they were the lads I played football with. I knew them for 10 years, but I didn't know much about them. I knew one of them had a good left foot and one of them got cranky if he didn't pass the ball to them. But, and you know, most of them by nickname probably. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. So, um... You know, girls take a different experience uh, and demand a different experience at that age. So having these types of social events, you know, ingrained in the club really helps to draw that out and maybe inspire girls to stay with the club, you know, as part of a community. Um, You talk about the walkway, uh, you know, to have people talking, to have people together, to have people as part of a club rather than just kicking a ball around and did they win or did they not win, you know.
0: Yeah, and I yesterday.
3: Yeah, I'm just like on the social aspect of it, like it's brilliant for the moms. You know, like we finished, some people are working, some people are working from home and you've kids nearly in bed and you're like, OK, it's my hour now to just go out and run around like an idiot and try and kick a ball, try and kick a goal. And the kids like then be like, oh, can we come? And I'm like, no, no, this is actually our turn. And it's like the camaraderie we have and then of course there's the social aspect and then we have nights out and we have things like that and it's just it's brilliant because then as a mother you're going to the school and you're meeting more people and then they're like oh we're going to do soccer or we're down at the running and Louise forgot to mention she also does a running club on a Wednesday night and so it's down to Louise and the drive as well that she has to promote women in sport and to keep it fun
0: and can I bring in something that's just um, occurred to me and um, I'll, I'll ask you, John, if that's all right. That you, you, I mean, for an area like Renmore, and and a lot of, um, lot of say areas in in a town or whatever, you sometimes get people who have moved in from outside or whatever, and they find it hard maybe to meet people or mix with people or just to find the proper people to talk to because they don't know where to go. I mean, that's what something like this is really good at because everyone is on the same place. You get to know people and then you become part of the community by doing it.
4: Of course, yeah. I mean, that's, that's so much part of the the club the community bringing everybody together and yeah i like to say you know when i'm going for my run and our, our, our soccer this is my activity like i'm all day bringing kids around to their activities every day of the week this is my time and my time to 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 make my friends i find as an adult you're working you have you have kids it's it's hard to make friendships uh, uh, when you're an adult but uh, Louise has built a fabulous group of women that come together um, three times a week and just have a a laugh, have crack and enjoy. Mm. And that's part of it all, bring a community together and our time to go out and and just social and and get fit as well, Mm. you know. And yeah, we are a social group of, of soccer, but there is an element of competitiveness. And like, I haven't played a competitive sport since I was in secondary school. It's just not been an option. Um, and here we are, a group of, of women getting together and driving ourselves when we're ru- running and pushing ourselves to our own, all our own abilities. But then on, on soccer, the competitive streak does come in. It, it comes out all, all the time, well, but in a fun way.
0: There's the pushing each other element, yes, and there's fun. you know, there's all that goes with it. Push pushing it both literally and in the <laughs> in the <laughs> metaphorical <laughs> sense. I want to talk about the competition itself. We've had, you know, we now know what the club is about and how much fun it is being part of it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the day. So
1: the day is really, again, as I said, women. We're going to have, um, I'm hoping to have maybe 16 teams, if not more. Um, It'll depend on how many, we'll say, teams enter. And we'll minimum, we're going to try and get every team to play two to three games in the morning time. And then we'll have the top teams in each of the groups to go forward to the next round. Um, We're also going to have the, our club has had the first competitive underage girls team. Um, involved in a league this year so there's six teams in that particular division that they're in um Barbara who's the coach of one of the coaches of the under 12s is inviting the other five teams to run more that day so again that's about the under 12 girls seeing Moms, aunts, neighbors playing ball that day, so they'll come along and they're going to be playing alongside us. They're going to play their semi-final, and we're going to play ours. They're going to play their final, and we're going to play ours. So again, it's all about intertwining those kids and watching the moms.
0: And what time does it start?
1: Um, we're looking at an 11 a.m. kickoff on that Monday morning. Um, of course, I'm aware that it's a bank holiday Monday. We also want to invite everyone in, get get all the women that are going to be involved, give them a little rundown about what the the basic rules of the game are. Because again, I'm hoping that everyone's going to give it a go. We're not going to, it's not going to be a complicated scenario. We've got some great lads um that are in in the um the premier team. Their coach Stuart has said he'd help out on the day. They're going to help us referee. It'll be very very and again very basic, but it's again just about getting involved. Um and then it we'll say midway through the day, we're going to have a break and we're going to have a last woman standing. Um so again we're going to have some of the kids get involved in that the under 12 girls are going to get involved in that and um, hopefully we're hoping that we'll have one or two as well of the Galway United Women's team to come down and support us on the day I've been in contact with their coach and he's been amazing and he's going to get the girls involved and they're willing to get involved with this and I suppose at the end of the day on the underside of this is that we're raising money for charity, so it's a it's a great link between the community and something that is amazing at our doorstep. In what goes on in the hospice, mm. um, you know, I'm I'm sure that there isn't very many people in Renmore or in Galway City that haven't used the facilities or needed the facilities unfortunately of the hospice. Myself um, my own mother at 51 unfortunately required the services of the hospice so it's a very one, uh, you know, it's a charity that's close to my heart as well and I know that there's other women involved in the social um, soccer um, group that we have and the running group that have been affected or needed that service and we're very, very lucky to have it so close to home so I'm delighted that they're um, going to be benefiting from this as well.
0: I have one question that's left to ask and that (laughs) is if people want to get involved, how do they go about doing it?
1: Uh, It's very simple. Uh, The Galway Hospice has a shop and on there is the um, tournament and you just click on the flyer and you can either enter. And again, this is the other side of this. If you don't have a team you look around and no other woman wants to get involved you can um, get involved on your own there's a few, a few women in Renmoor we're going to put us all together if there's a few um, people that don't have a team and they'd like to get involved come along anyways we'll find a team for you please do participate.
0: Sorry, I'm sorry for smiling but <laughs> I recall a certain tournament not a million miles away from here where something similar happened and they went and won the bloody thing. So, <laughs> you,
1: you so there's nothing there's nothing, there's nothing, better than a, a group of women that have never met before trying to win something so uh, you know it'll be nice and competitive um, in a nice friendly fun way too. So yeah please do get involved if, if, if you can't find four other women to kick ball around come down to us anyways. And
0: it's five a side? Five a side, yeah. So, so already I can see where this is going and it's going to be a lot of actually dave i'm going to come to you any advice bring shin guards <laughs> that would be a good idea
2: no i think look these things are just fun you know i mean the great thing about soccer in particular is that you know you don't you don't need to know that much to be effective on on a pitch you know uh, go forward go back you know it it gets it gets a different terminology as you go along, you know, uh, pressing and covering and Mm. attacking. But I mean, really, it's the same thing, you know. So if you can move at all, you know, you you can come down and have a go.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm going to leave final words to uh, Sinead and Joanne. Sinead, to yourself. I mean, as somebody who has come on board and, you know, got into coaching, I mean, there's no better opportunity than the 1st of May just to be there and enjoy themselves. Oh,
3: absolutely. And, like, I never played a competitive sport like this. And it's... It's just such fun and we have such a laugh. Like, you will not regret it. There's a lot of, oh, I'm so sorry. Oops, sorry. But it's it's great crack
4: and it's mighty. So do come along and support us.
0: Jo- and Joanne?
4: Yeah, we are just so looking forward to the day itself now. We've been building up to this for a long time and it's just going to be great. <laughs>
0: Last words, Louise? Oh yeah,
4: sorry,
3: I was trying to... <laughs> um,
1: well, we also are very, very lucky in that the G Hotel are going to host us after the event. Um, so the winning teams or any of the women that are involved, they're going to host us for drinks and some food. So we're very, very lucky that they're going to bring us on board and we'll have the winners and the runners-up and all so, those
0: in between. So you're going to have football and the G Hotel. Yes, I mean,
1: well, it can't be social soccer without a bit of social activity at the end of the day. So we'll celebrate that evening and um, we're delighted that they've come on board to have- to host us that night as it, well. it
0: wouldn't be football without some kind of social life <laughs> now in fairness to it and uh, look it really does have the hallmarks have been something very special is there anything you need to add before we uh, there before is there's one on more them? thing I
1: also need to just mention that we've had great support from Galway Sports Partnership and Jason Crawwell in there who has good provided man, us Jason. yeah Jason um, any time I've asked him for assistance with anything he's always been very very good with uh, good to us and he supplied us with you know um, equipment and balls and bibs as well and also I have to say that when I approached the committee in Renmore AFC about this social women's group there was nothing but nodding heads all around so we're very lucky as well that they have allowed us to use the facilities and the equipment f- since we began there so it's worked both ways I mean everyone's winning if you ask me
0: this. By this the way point. before we go have yes. we forgotten sponsors? Uh, have you sponsors lined up or are you looking for sponsors?
1: Well now that you say it yes it would be fantastic if anyone wants to come on board now we have the G for the, uh, for the afters and for looking after us and that part of things but yes if anyone wants to get involved with this we would be absolutely delighted
0: and who do they contact
1: they contact me (laughs) or they can contact the Galway Hospice because they'll also provide them with my details and my information so I'd be more than happy to talk to anybody and um,
0: and if it's okay we'll put your number at the bottom uh, once this this is posted as well so if you do want to uh, get involved you do fancy Getting involved in what is going to look—I have a feeling—they're going to talk about this day for years. And if you fancy being involved in it, then uh, just uh, Louise's name will be at the bottom of this post. You'll see it as you're clicking on it, anyway, and uh, get in touch with them. Um, Louise, Dave, sinead Joanne, thank you all so so much for coming in. Uh, it's been absolute, thanks for having us. Uh, it's thank been appreciate absolute, it, yeah. absolute pleasure. And uh, once again, first of May, Renmore. Well, there's not much more that needs to be said. I hope that uh, you've enjoyed this. And uh, roll on the 1st of May for them. Wish them the very best of luck. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks, man.